Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're the arsonist here. Um, President Trump is the no, arsonist yeah, here. Yeah. You've started this fire, and now you're saying, whoa, look at this. Oh, my God. All these people believe what we told them. This was started when the mainstream media stopped, dropped any pretense of being unbiased and actually chose sides during this election. This fire was started when you completely ignored, for example, our investigation of Hunter Biden. If you come up short on Tuesday, what's your explanation? That this was a competitive election and we didn't get the votes we needed. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. And by find, I mean, <laughs> you go make it happen. So that is the shocking audio of the day. That is Donald Trump on a phone call with uh, Raffensperger. What's that? What's his He's name? He's the uh, sorry, Raffensperger. He's got a burger name. Raffensperger, yes. He's um, the Secretary of State for Georgia. Georgia. And uh, audio. The Washington Post has gotten a pause on audio that has him Trump talking to Raffensperger. We're just going to call him Burger. Um, <laughs> and telling him all things to find some votes for him. <clears throat> now this is this is a crazy story. Brad, I wanted to call him Ben, but he's Brad. I, I was going to start the show w- w- with a look at Meet the Press with Chuck Todd and just how toxic the media is and unaware of their own um, existence they are and their own behavior they are, mm-hmm. and it's remarkable. And I'll start. To, I'll get to that in a second. But this Trump audio is huge. And of course, already on Twitter, people don't get it. And people, I mean, I've okay. Well, we're going to play the Trump audio, and we'll go through some of this stuff and listen to it together. And there's a big problem with this audio. Uh huh. 
and 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 no one's talking about it. No one's talking about it. People, I've tweeted about this, and people are yelling at me because I'll never believe that Trump can do anything wrong. <laughs> It's it's stupid. Which is funny because people have yelled at you because you are one of the people who believes Trump lost the election. <laughs> right. It's like ridiculous. So this is Trump on the phone with the burger. You know what they did and you're not reporting it. That's a you know, that's a criminal that's a criminal offense. And and you know, you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyers. That's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion based on what I've heard, and they are removing machinery, uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can, both of which are criminal fines, and you can't... So the problem so far is that these this audio is posted by The Post, and I believe NBC News now, as excerpts. Right. These are excerpts. So at some point, and very shortly, I think, at some point, Trump and Raffensperger or his... His um, his uh, his lawyer in Trump speaks, so there's some context. So you understand that it's not cut. There's unfortunately the rest of the audio, most of the audio, is snippets, snippets here and there of little things. So we'll go through this right now and try to hear what's a snippet and what isn't a snippet, and what's damning and what isn't damning. Let it happen, and you are letting it happen. Oh, you know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. So that, there's no context for that. I just want to find 11,000. Now, so we don't know. There's not enough. It, the implication is mm-hmm. that he's telling the burger to go find him some votes to overturn the Georgia election. Right. But we don't have any context before and after. If you're somebody, like I do this sometimes. And this isn't us cutting it here. No. This is this, this is how it was put out by the post. If you're somebody who does deals with audio a lot, like I do and did when I was a producer generally, when you get audio from mm-hmm. news services, Fox News, CNN News, ABC News, these, these people all have or had right. news services, the AP, for instance. Mm-hmm. They'll give you a cut of audio, and so, for instance, it'll be um, a person, a reporter asks the question, did you sleep with a babysitter? The uh, the politician says, no, I didn't. I absolutely didn't. That is not true. N- uh, next question. And then they'll play a little bit of the next question. So you know that his first question answer is complete. Mm-hmm. So they, nothing is left out because they want to make sure that you know there's no further context. Right. That was it. So you would give too much. So with Trump here, they've sniffed. They've snipped around the stuff. They've only given us. I, I need. I want to find these votes without any more context. We should mm-hmm. hear the response to that right. or how that goes. But we're not hearing it. The and, Post needs to release the whole thing uncut absolutely. in one piece so right. that people can tell what was actually being said here. Of course. Well, but but yes, exactly. So there's there's no context for it. If there is context for it, and Trump says, I want to find all these votes, and, Ra- and the burger says, well, I don't know how you expect us to find him, and Trump says, well, go uh, you know, find him, some- make it happen somehow. If there's enough context to clearly show the president putting pressure on him to produce votes. Illegitimate votes. Illegitimate votes. Then this is probably, as far as I can recall, 
This would probably be the most historically damning audio of any president ever. Mm-hmm. And that would be, I don't know, it, it seems, I'm not a, I, I don't, it, if it's not criminal, it sure as hell should be. Right. That would be huge. And that would be, I, I would have no problem with them removing this guy in mm-hmm. t- tomorrow. Right. And they can whip up impeachment and send it. If he's saying to go steal votes and they caught him an audio, then sayonara, you are finito, you are a crook and done. Right. The problem is, and that's huge. And that's the implication by the Post. And that's why this is breaking mm-hmm. news and it's the biggest thing out there right now. Mm-hmm. The problem is, and, and I think the intention, of course, is to blow up, well, two things, one for Georgia, but to, and also to blow a hole into the doubters to show them, see, he's trying to steal the election. The problem is, if it's incomplete like this, it's going to have the exact opposite effect. Right. The, 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 the true believers on Trump's side, and there are tens of millions of them, are going to say, Absolutely. No, I am more solidified ever in my resolve. This was an illegitimate election mm-hmm. and you're trying to steal it. And not only did the media cheat for the last four years and cheat during the election and hide the Hunter Biden stuff and cheat again, they're now still cheating even now. And this is just the latest example. Right. And that will mean the rift in this country will be something that is uh, unfixable, I think, mm-hmm. without, yeah. without something extreme happening. Yeah, I mean, I just want to add, too, that this whole thing is especially suspect because the context to the release of this audio was that Trump and Raffensperger were going back and forth on Twitter um, where the president was saying, um, you know, that they had a phone conversation and Raffensperger had no answers. And Raffensperger said, that's not true and the truth will come out. Dun, 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 right? And then... And then, mysteriously, the Washington Post obtains audio of the call and snips it up, and Trump looks really bad in it. Wait, could you say that again? I, so, I, just, I was reading the Twitter, Twitter thread of idiocy a second ago. <laughs> so the, the context of this audio being dropped like this is that Trump was saying on Twitter that he talked to Raffensperger on the phone and he had no answers about all the fraud and stuff that he was pointing all these things out and he couldn't explain any of the problems in the Georgia elections. And Raffensperger said, essentially, that's not true at all. I'm going to go find exactly what he said here, but he said, that's not true at all. And he said, the truth will come out to Trump. Oh, I dot, 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 you know, so and then, mysteriously, a few hours later, the Washington Post shows up with the audio conveniently clipped to make Trump look maximally bad, you know? And that's, it just feels like the Washington Post got in the middle of a Twitter dispute between Ravensburger and Trump, you know, doesn't it? It, it? Like, that they just went in as people working for Raffensperger in this tiff that he's having with the president over the Georgia elections. Certainly. Let's play a little more. So, so tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. And it's going to be very costly in many ways. And I think you have to say that you're going to reexamine it and you can reexamine it, but, but reexamine it with people that want to find answers, not people that don't want to find answers. So, a couple things to say about this. One, the president of the United States should not be having this conversation regardless. Of course. He should not be directly talking to the Secretary of State of Georgia. He, and if mm-hmm. he does talk to him, he should not be saying this stuff. 
Right. So, and if he does, this is this is at least has the appearance of tampering and political pressuring mm-hmm. in a very, oh, oh it, well, in the, maybe that's not in the least, but it's it's either it, a couple things. One, it's tampering, or two, it's just really bad sportsmanship by Trump, sore losing, or in three, it's also. Trump believing every piece of crappy reporting that OAN has, has out there on this. Right. Um, you know, I understand there are snippets of this stuff that is, that is, ha- there were elections screw arounds here and there. Right. But this is him, Trump acting like a talk radio caller, being the <laughs> receiving end of, you know, whatever OAN and Newsmax tells him. And, well, right. I and mean, we did other... elect a talk radio caller president, right, essentially, which that. is fine. I mean, that's what I understand. We that, but, elected it's, but it's in also, but it's, but it's also, and maybe that's why it probably reminds people of Nixon a little bit. But also, you, it gives credence to the idea that he's no longer focusing on anything else. Oh, hey, do you think he's focusing on anything else? No, but <laughs> I mean. How much time do you think, for example, he has spent focused on vaccine rollout versus uh, the Georgia election discrepancies? I assume that I assume he doesn't. He's not concerned with the vaccine rollout. It's nothing he can do anyway at this moment. At this point, uh, for instance, I'm hearing Ryan, and he's probably, I'm sure, a great lawyer and everything, but he's making statements about those ballots that he doesn't know. But he's making them with such he he did make them with surety, but now I think he's less sure because the I'm just shocked that he uses that word surety. Yeah, that's a really good word. <laughs> I'm just shocked. I'm not. I'm not trying to dump on uh, Trump, although you know sometimes he has a comment. The answer is they all went to Biden, and that alone wins us the election by a lot. You know, so. Mr. President, uh, you have people that submit information. And we have our people that submit information, and then it comes before the court, and the court then has to make a determination. We have to stand by our numbers. We believe our numbers are right. Well, under law, you're not allowed to give faulty election results, okay? You're not allowed to do that, and that's what you've done. This is a faulty election result. And honestly, this should go very fast. You should meet tomorrow because you have a big election election coming up, and because of what you've done to the president, you know, the people of, of uh, Georgia know that this was a scam. And because of what you've done to the president, a lot of people aren't going out to vote. And a lot of Republicans are going to vote negative because they hate what you did to the president. <laughs> OK, they hate they're going to vote negative and they're going to vote. And if you would be respected, if really respected, if this thing could be straightened out before the election, you have a big election coming up on Tuesday. Yeah, that's certainly a be a shame if something happened to your little business. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not that. Uh, and the, you know, and that's not. And it, it's he shouldn't be the one doing it, right? You want to, you know, you've I don't got think a Georgia he has anybody else the house left, over there. Though. You've got somebody else. Find some other low level guy like he doesn't the Georgia's, have anybody who's going to do George's this for Roger him anymore. Find Stone to go threaten him if you need to be doing sleazy threatening. He doesn't have people left who are going to do this for him I, anymore. He has a surprising number of people willing to do a whole lot for him. I don't know. I don't, I think we he's... have won this election in Georgia based on all of this, and there's there's nothing wrong with with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having the having a correct if the people of Georgia are angry. And these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night. 
along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even. And the people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong. Uh, Just not... say you recalculated and right. you got a different total. No problemo. Nothing they, wrong with saying the that. The funny but... thing is, too, is they did do a full hand recount in Georgia and everything, and everything matches up. They have figured they've. It, the problem isn't the counting of the votes. The problem is that you don't have a way of knowing that all those votes in Georgia were legitimate, but you're never going to have that way of knowing now because the ballots are out of the envelopes that they come in with the signature on them. They're anonymous now. You don't have a way to separate out any votes that, you know, if you had votes for people come to an address where those people don't live anymore and somebody just mailed all six back voting for Biden, like you don't have a way to know that that happened. And that's, that's, the way it's set up, but you're not going to be able to prove that, you know? I mean, I think mass mail-in voting was a disaster. Uh, I think it was terrible. But you can't prove that fraud happened. And it's like, say you own a store, right? And you take your store and you don't put up any security cameras and you leave it unlocked at night and you don't count any of your inventory to see if you have the same amount in the morning that you had the night before. You okay. Know? And then like... The full audio has been published now. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Can I finish my metaphor or not? Yes. Okay. Then we're going to have so, to go in and listen to this. Thing. Right. So, but like, so you have your store and the next morning you think maybe some stuff is missing, right? But... The police come and ask you to file the police report and you have no security cameras. Your doors were completely unlocked. You have no evidence anybody came in or out or broke in. You didn't count the inventory before or after, so you don't know if anything happened. Like, how do you prove a crime took place? And that's what you have with the mass mail-in voting and the lack of signature comparisons, right? Is, sure, maybe a lot of people voted that shouldn't have voted. But how would you ever know that? You can't know. You, they've specifically set up a system so that you can't find any voter fraud. And then you turn around and say, well, maybe there was voter fraud. And they say, well, there's no evidence of voter fraud. Well, yeah. It's like the police telling you there's no evidence anybody broke in and stole anything. Yeah, because you set it up to not well, have any Mr. evidence. President, everybody is on the line. And just so this is Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, just so we all are aware um, uh, Go through signature verification and we'll find... Hundreds of thousands tell of me signatures if you, tell if you me let where us do it. You're, you're close and to it right now. Compared to two years ago, four years ago, six years ago, okay. you know, or, you're right, or in the right, even one. You're in the, this is and the you'll right find speech. that you have many different signatures. But in in uh, Fulton, where they dumped ballots, you will find Sally, that you have many please. that aren't even signed. And you have many that are forgeries. Okay? You know that. You know that. Thank you, young lady. You have no doubt about that. And... You will find you will be at eleven thousand seven seventy nine within minutes, because Fulton County is okay, totally so corrupt, and so is she totally corrupt, and they're going around playing you and laughing at you behind your back, Brad, whether you know it or not. They're laughing at you, and you've taken a state that's a Republican state, and you've made it almost impossible for a Republican to win because of cheating. Because they cheated like nobody's ever cheated before. <laughs> and I don't care how long it takes me. Just like the and, cat out you know, We're going to have other states <laughs> coming forward pretty good. But I, I, I won't. This is never given. This is, we have some incredible talent 
said they've never seen anything. Now, the problem is they need more time for the big numbers, but they are very substantial numbers. But And I think you're going to find that they, uh, by the way, a little information, I think you're going to find that they are shredding ballots because they have to get rid of the ballots because the ballots are unsigned. The ballots are are corrupt. And they're brand new and they don't have seals. And There's a whole thing with the ballots, but the ballots are corrupt. And you're going to find that they okay, are, anytime and now. which is totally illegal. It's 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 more illegal for you than it is for them. Because you know what they did, and you're not reporting it. That's a, you know, that's a criminal. That's a criminal. It's hard effect. because Trump's train of and, thought and, is yes. you can't let that happen. That's that's a big risk to you and to Ryan, your lawyers. That's a big risk. But they are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard, and they are removing machinery, uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can both of which are criminal fines, and you can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. (laughs) So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state, and flipping the state Hmm. is a great testament to our country, because, you know, and there's, there's, there's just a, it's a testament that they can admit to a mistake or whatever you want to call it. If it was a mistake, I don't know. A lot of people think it wasn't. OK, so with context, um, it makes a whole lot more sense. Right. Because he knows he has a lot of uh, votes. He's got hundreds of thousands. All he <laughs> wants to do is I just want to find eleven thousand seven hundred eighty because that loves him to flip the state. Right. Now, without the context. He's in- ordering them to find yes, and votes. it's incredibly damning, and that's this the- is still the rantings of an insane person. Yeah, yes, this is still crazy and bad and not acceptable. <laughs> but but it also just goes to show you again, it, it, and not to take away from the the badness of this. It, it just if the if the Washington Post didn't suck so bad, they probably should have left that line out because mm-hmm. everything else works on its own. There right. is context for everything else, and this is bad. This is behavior unbecoming of a president right now mm-hmm. he should not be pulling this crap this is stupid it's petty it's mad it's it's dumb and you shouldn't have this and we shouldn't have it right now that's it the washington post is dis- just a right. disgrace that they screw this up and the fact that they tried to get away with having it right. without context is only going to now solidify to 70 million people that, that this they're or not whatever to be trusted. Me, that they're not that this is the fix is always in and still is mm-hmm. and the post just proved it for them. Right. Ugh. I mean, it's they always manage to overplay their hand. This would be enough on its own. This call is damning enough to Trump that he's on the phone as we're struggling with vaccine rollout. That he's on the phone with the Secretary of State of Georgia ranting about voting machines. That's bad enough on its own. You don't have to try and turn it into the some that he's a mafioso threatening him. You better find 11,780 votes or you're going to have a problem. They're trying to spin it into something it's not by the way they clipped these things. And, you know, Trump thinks he won Georgia, which that's fine. I don't know. I think 
I think you can very easily make a case that mail-in voting is completely open to fraud and there's nothing you can do about it if you mail every single registered voter in a state an absentee ballot request that you're going to have uh, difficulty in discerning who really voted and who didn't. That's That seems to me to be an obvious proposition and you don't need to get into weird conspiracy theories with Dominion voting machines and stuff. Like You don't have to. You don't need that because you have... a a Democratic Party system that's willing to exploit weaknesses in the way that voting is set up. So that's fine. I think there's fraud. I think there's fraud in Detroit. I think there's fraud in Chicago. I think there's probably some fraud in Georgia. Uh, you know, without the mass mail-in voting, would Trump have won? Probably. But I, like this right now, the Trump on the phone with Raffensperger arguing about this stuff. And at this point, Trump should be smarter than this. He should know that every phone call he has is liable to be leaked by someone. And, you know, it's it's so damaging on its own. And then, of course, the Washington Post makes it worse by trying to make it look more damaging than it actually is. And having now that the full transcript is out, it it's obvious that they were trying to spin it into something else beyond what it actually was, beyond the fact that Trump just thinks he won Georgia and wants to see them find his missing votes that he's convinced are out there somewhere. That's bad enough. But they're trying to make it that Trump was doing some corrupt mob thing where he wanted to find illegitimate votes and, you know, have Raffensperger fill out the ballots and submit them for him or something, you know. And and like I say, they don't need that. They don't need to spin it into that because it's already bad enough on its own. But now you just lose all the impact of this thing that you have because you you're trying to turn it into something else. It's oh, everyone looks so bad here. It's just it's and I don't think Ravensburger looks great either. Uh, mm-hmm. He with his tweeting like the truth will come out, and then a few hours later, the Washington Post publishes this. It just it looks worse, and I don't blame Ravensburger, frankly, for wanting to stick it to Trump a bit here since he's been demonized by the Stop the Steal people nonstop, him and Kemp both. But, you know, so on the one hand, I understand the human feeling, but I don't think he comes off looking that great either in all this. I, I think that once you start engaging in Twitter wars with the president, it, it, you're not you're not in a good place. I mean, like, we don't all have to sink to Trump's level in America. Like Trump has already sunk to a level of a lot of people that I don't think we should have sunk to their level. Like and now everybody needs to sink to this level. I'm just I'm disappointed and disgusted by everyone involved here. I'm disappointed by the people in the White House, whoever's left in the White House by Mark Meadows and the rest of these people who are enabling Trump in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said to me today, that don't you think Trump should be thinking about like putting some stuff in boxes at some yep. point here? Like somebody needs to prepare the president for the fact that he is leaving the White House on January 20th because he is leaving the White House on January 20th. Totally. Um, and uh, and Mitch McConnell's probably leaving his role as a majority leader of the Senate as well it, with the way things are going in Georgia, frankly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm disgusted by everybody. Disgusted by McConnell. I'm disgusted by Pelosi. How's the Pelosi stuff going, by the way? I didn't. Um, I lost track of that because I got so involved in the Trump stuff. Um, let's see. So. Uh, so I know AOC voted present. She abstained from uh, 
postponing. Pelosi was reelected as Speaker of the House 45 seconds ago, says CBS News. 4.37 p.m., Pelosi reelected as Speaker of the House. Um, 216 Democrats was enough. That's, um, that's darn close, though. Uh, so she had 222 members. So 218 is a majority. And she got 200 and well, that would be a majority of the whole thing. But I guess some people weren't there probably because I think they need to be in person to do that. It doesn't say how many people voted against. <laughs> Hold on, Alice. Go ahead. Fill it for a second. Yeah. So, but yeah, this was uh, going to be an issue for uh, Pelosi because it, it is really tight in the in the house for her now. She can't afford to lose that many Democrats. So there were 222, so it looks like she lost six, either because they weren't there or they abstained. So AOC abstained, but it sounds like the rest of the squad voted for Pelosi. Um, so that was a close one, but I don't know if anybody seriously believed she wouldn't actually be put back in. But yeah, Cori Bush... Voted for Pelosi. House reelects Pelosi as speaker. I'm looking for, I'm trying to see who, what the actual vote count was. 216 to 209. Uh, with three members voting present. Um, yeah, so there were, there were some defections from centrists in swing seats. Let's see. Um, so a few people, Tammy Duckworth, Jared Golden, voted for Hakeem Jeffries of New York. And All right. Mikey Sherrill, Alyssa Slocken, and Abigail Spanberger bo- voted present. Uh, she didn't face any attrition from the left wing of the caucus. Well, this says AOC did vote for Pelosi, so I don't know. So I saw on Twitter it said she didn't, but I'm not sure. Okay, so let yeah. us... So, But Pelosi's House Speaker again, anyway. Right. All right. So, uh, so that's a th- Trump thing. It's a phone call that shouldn't have been made. It's terrible and all that stuff. He's leaving. Um, the Washington Post and the media are, are disgusting. And that was the original show I wanted to do. I'm going to cut a lot of that crap out, Allison. Of us looking for it. Yeah, yeah of us I looking agree. for it. So if you're wondering if you missed anything because I've been talking about cutting stuff out, we just were looking around through the hour of... Yeah, audio. they released the full audio during the show, right. so we were trying to find where he said the interesting part. But Today, Meet the Press with Chuck Todd told you the story, and it was only reinforced with the Washington Post, that you need to know about the state of our media and the effect they have on the American people. And the lack, either, either it's um, malevolence or it's uh, ignorance on the media's part, maybe a little bit of both. But it's damaging, 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 and I'm going to show you why it is. Chuck Todd had on Ron Johnson, who's a Wisconsin senator, and he had him on to grill him about this uh, letter that he signed, essentially calling for a commission of, of into the yeah. They want a bipartisan commission to look at election fraud, basically. These right, people. So, so, um, so uh, Chuck Todd has him on and says, "What's the deal with this commission here? You're screwing things up." We are not acting to thwart the democratic process. We're acting to protect it. The fact of the matter is that we have a unsustainable state of affairs in this country where we have tens of millions of people that do not view this election result as legitimate. We've just come off for four years where the other side refused to acknowledge the legitimacy of President Trump 
and here we are again. And what we're saying is we need transparency. And you do not, when you're trying to investigate wrongdoing in elections, you don't have very much time. And so what we're suggesting is uh, let's set up a commission as they did. I know, I know it's a long time ago, 1877, uh, but let's take a look at a, a bipartisan commission to organize all the allegations. Uh, certainly what I did in my hearing is a three and a half hour hearing. We barely scratched the surface, but organize the allegations. Let's put out, take off the table the ones that have been explained, but also acknowledge the problem areas that have not been explained so that we can restore confidence in our election system. This is an unsustainable state of affairs right now. Yeah. And that's, that's all we're saying is, is, as long as somebody's going to be objecting to this and we're going to be taking a vote, uh, l- yeah. let's propose a solution in terms of uh, you know, transparency, investigation uh, with yeah. the commission. Um, so I, I don't really – if they want a commission, do all the commissions you want. That's what bureaucrats do. And, you know, it maybe it will help in the, uh, future elections. Maybe it will help Democrats and Republicans and everybody to know that every once in a while somebody pays attention. It, it, but I am not for this getting in the way of this new president. You know, mm-hmm. and there's all this Pence stuff. This couldn't happen soon enough. Um, you know, th- But the thing is – he is right. Johnson is right to mention four years ago because this was not this was contested. Mm-hmm. We've played the audio of Martin Sheen and half of Hollywood and half of the, the people in Congress, you know, were, were protesting and demanded that insisted that this was not a, uh, a free and fair election. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chuck Todd was among those people, by the way. Everybody in the media was among right. those people. But that's all been erased now. Chuck Todd yeah. this year is stands on its own in. Chuck Todd goes right back at Ron Johnson. All right, um, Senator, I want to quote Senator Ben Sass for you, because what you're alleging is essentially you have cr- you and your colleagues have created this controversy. So right now we are locked into a destructive, vicious circle in, in some ways, as you kind of outlined, except which is you made an allegation that there was widespread fraud. You have failed to offer specific evidence of that widespread fraud, but you're demanding an, edu- uh, an investigation on the grounds that there are allegations of widespread fraud. So essentially... You're the arsonist here. Um, President Trump is the no, arsonist yeah, here. Yeah. You've started this fire, and now you're saying, whoa, look at this. Oh, my God. All these people believe what we told them because you didn't have the guts to tell the truth that this election was fair. How incredibly cute is that? Right. And incredibly ironic mm-hmm. that one of the arsonists is calling Ron Johnson an arsonist. Chuck Todd is part of the arson team that over the last four years, longer, but the last at least four years, absolutely made these conspiracy theories uh, something that was was laundered into straight news and scared the hell out of the country. And then, right. and then, and then reported on their manufactured straight news. I say that in quotes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they, st- the fact that he would, it is such projection, such projection. Yeah, it's insanity. These networks had Michael Avenatti on. Seriously, with conspiracy theories about Brett Kavanaugh that were just pure fantasy straight out of someone's head. And they had on every nutty person who believed any nutty thing about Trump or Kavanaugh or anybody else. They had on every crazy theory. You had Rachel Maddow sitting here with papers, shuffling her papers and telling us how (laughs) Russian oligarchs this and that and secret bank accounts. And I mean, truly just absolutely bonkers stuff. And then you're going to turn around and say that people who think that is election fraud and it's okay to doubt the results of an election are only on the right. I mean, that's ridiculous. 
That's ridiculous. Yes. They enabled this. And it's the same thing with Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and these people objecting. I think it's bad behavior, frankly, to object to this electors mm-hmm. from states that certified their own election results. You know, we run we have an electoral college, which I like. We let states run their elections separately, you know? And I don't think Texas should be suing Michigan or Pennsylvania for how they run their elections, just like I don't want Maura Healy from Massachusetts suing Texas for how they run their elections. You know, if you have a problem with how elections in your state are run, then your recourse is at the ballot box to elect different people to run your state. You don't have recourse for the people in other states. You know, I don't get to choose how Pennsylvania runs their elections because I live in Massachusetts. That's just how it goes. So Pennsylvania certified their election results, and I think it's bad behavior to object to the the certified election results from that state. And don't tell me there's two sets of certified electors because there's, there's not. There's, you know, one certified set and one set that some other people said are the ones they would choose if they had certified it differently just in case something gets changed at the last minute. That's not, those aren't legitimately certified electors. And, you know, the problem is, is that even though I think it's bad behavior to object to the certifi- to the, the certification mm-hmm. of the electors, you know, the, the Democrats who have done this for the last three Republican election winners were, you know, cheer-led by everybody on the left. You have Barbara Boxer objecting to the certification of George Bush's electors. You have a bunch of people in the House objecting to the certification of Trump's electors. You have it's it's become routine. They've done it twice now to Bush and, and once to Trump. And it's now routine for Democrats to do this. So you can't turn around and tell me now it's a big threat to democracy when Republicans do the same thing. They're simply sinking to the stupid level of the Democrats who did it last time. And we either need to have a standard or, or, or not. You know, you can't have one thing to be okay for Democrats and not for Republicans. And that's what people... this. I know it's so trite to say this is how you got Trump, but this is why people mm-hmm. like Trump is because he's willing to do the bad behavior that Democrats are willing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> this was started when the mainstream media stopped, dropped any pretense of being unbiased and actually chose sides during this election. This, this fire was started when you completely ignored, for example, our investigation of Hunter Biden. You know, no, no evidence of wrongdoing there. And now we find out after the election, no, there is a fair amount of evidence to the point that we have a real FBI investigation. Senator, so all right, it's I, I've had enough the of hearing this. The, it's right. the, it's the, it's, no. I've had enough of hearing this. You're answering a way that I don't like. So <laughs> I don't want to debate it with you or try to hash it out. I'd like you to stop saying that. <laughs> it, listen, I've had enough of this, too. It's no, the Senator, bias in the media it, it is, that has spent, created a, 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 a situation where, where Republicans and yeah. conservatives do not trust no. the mainstream media. And that is what's rec- that is what has destroyed the credibility of the media and our institutions. And right. really, no, the destruction confidence of here, the here. result. So I didn't start this. Here, here, Johnson. I mean, seriously, you can't expect us to take you seriously when you tell us, oh, no, there's absolutely no election fraud. When you told us a month before that. Oh, no, there's absolutely nothing to see with this Hunter Biden story. It's absolutely Russian disinformation, nothing to see. And then, you know, you turn around and you say, oh, whoops, well, I guess the FBI actually was investigating. We're still not going to ask Joe Biden if it's really his son's laptop. Nope, that's not something we're going to discuss. Right. And just so you know, this show, when he teased the open, the next guest who's coming on (laughs) is Stacey Abrams. (laughs) And he teased the open at the beginning saying Stacey Abrams is going to be here the latest on the Georgia election. This is somebody who still (laughs) claims to be the governor of Georgia. She lost an election. You have spent much of your time in the last (sighs) two years 
carrying a lot of this crazy conspiratorial water for President Trump, whether it was the attempt to somehow blame Ukraine uh, for the interference in the election rather than Russia. Uh, you've used your committee to sort of create the illusion of voter fraud, as you just described earlier, because there are, quote, allegations. I, create the illusion of voter fraud. Uh -huh. I, I'm just trying to understand here, what are you doing it for? You're not trying to overturn the election. You just said, are you simply trying to curry favor with constituents of the president's? Is that what this is all about? Is this no, a, a cynical I'm, political ploy? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be transparent. You know, you, you, one of the things we found out in our hearing uh, is, you know, the, the basic allegations kind of fall into three categories. Uh, I would say the first is the either violation of or lax enforcement of election law. Uh, I'm only there, there is voter fraud. There are, there's there's we more had fireworks one, uh, in this. I mean, this crap is yeah. about 42,000 uh, people voting twice in Nevada. Uh, the, the other, the other issue Just really because is you the had fact somebody course, say yeah, it didn't I mean, make it's, it's true. Easy, it's easy. Senator, it's, it's none easy. of these allegations. It's, stop. You don't get to make these stop, allegations. Stop. Um, you don't get to make allegations without uh, having a proof anymore. No, huh. they had on every crazy loony person. They have Rachel Maddow making stuff up every night on MSNBC. Trump and had kidnapped all the mailboxes <laughs> that, right. that haven't been proven true. Here's what I don't understand. You understand how the, our government was set up. The reason we have a judiciary is because partisans like yourself weren't going to be trusted by the public to decide who won or lost an election. Let me ask you this. Then why didn't you hold hearings um, about the 9-11 truthers? There's plenty of people who thought 9-11 was an inside job. We did have a 9-11 so, commission, if I recall. Right, correctly. we did. <laughs> he's, talking, he's reaching. I think a, a weekend producer whispered in his ears and said, sir, it'll be pretty clever if you try this. You're basically I mean, saying is that there's enough people who believe in conspiracy theory. I If there's enough people who hold... figure it, was the most relevant issue. Are you going to do it? How about the moon and, landing? And obviously the, are you going to hold this hearings election? on that? He's belittling him, saying, oh, what, it's just like the moon landing. His next guest is somebody who claims that the election was stolen from her and she right. is the governor-elect of Georgia still. When you, I, what I would like, Does she get the moon landing question, I wonder? I told <laughs> hearings on you know, what I was talking about and why did we not spend hundreds of billions of dollars exploring early treatment? Why did we vilify doctors who had the courage to treat COVID patients, practice medicine, try and find available, cheap, repurposed drugs to do so? So um, you got to ask yourself when you. This is the moralizing part where he mm -hmm. gives him Chuck, Chuck Todd gives him a parting shot. You tell people a million times that something was stolen or something was fraud, and then they believe it. Um, I think you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself why so many well, people. Well, Chuck, you need to look it. at your mirror and Senator Johnson. I've got to go. On I appreciate you coming Russian on. Collusion you, with, with the Trump campaign of, hoax. That is what you did I, in the media. I, you carried that water for years. You destroyed the you credibility can, uh, no, of press. Senator not Johnson. Me. I, other than other than crediting you for for coming on, I appreciate that because only two of your colleagues had the guts to say yes this weekend about this um, conspiracy theory that you're working on. Maybe there's a Thanks reason for coming on that I appreciate. When we come back, Have I'm going to talk to voting rights. Have a good day. So, <clears throat> just going back, just to, in I could I could have grabbed a thousand of these, but I just mm -hmm. took a quick look and just grabbed. This is January of 2017, just mm -hmm. before the inauguration. Chuck Todd sits down with John Lewis, Democratic uh, Congressman John Lewis. Okay. And he asks him uh, about the inauguration. John Lewis, I don't think he attended the inauguration, and the incoming president. Uh, I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. You do not consider him a legitimate president. Why is that? 
I, I think the Russians participated in helping this man get elected. Arsonist! Arsonist! You better look <laughs> in the mirror! Mm -hmm. And they helped destroy the candidacy of Hillary Clinton. Uh, I don't plan to attend inauguration. Moon landing? What about the moon landing, Congressman, <laughs> huh? What about 9-11? Was that an inside job, too? It would be the first one that I miss uh, since I've been in the Congress. You, you cannot be at home with something that you feel that is wrong. That's going to send a, that's right. going to send a big message to a lot of people in this country mm -hmm. that you don't believe he's a legitimate president. And I won't challenge you on it any further either. I think there was a conspiracy on the part of the Russians and others to help him get elected. That's not right. That's not fair. Well, Chuck, you aided and embedded in something, and I'd like to um, lecture you on that. You got to ask yourself, when you tell people a million times that something was stolen or something was fraud and then they believe it, um, I think you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself why so many well, people Chuck, believe Chuck, you need to look it. in your mirror. Okay, Chuck. God. It's yeah. So It's just so incredible. And then, of course, he's all thrilled. He intros Stacey Abrams with no mention. No one has done more to register new Democratic voters and fight real voter suppression than Stacey Abrams, founder of the voting rights organization Fair Fight. And Stacey Abrams joins me now. Now, you would figure that, you know, considering we are just, we've been lambasting conspiracy <laughs> theorists, they might want to mention in your intro that Stacey Abrams, mm -hmm. your nonpartisan uh, voting expert here, <laughs> is somebody who's famous for claiming that she had an election stolen from her. But that, that doesn't get in the intro because he's so earnest and honest mm -hmm. and the media is so noble and just looking out for you. It's freaking yeah. incredible. They have been setting their credibility on fire for the last decade mm -hmm. and then they turn around and are shocked and horrified that people don't believe their very very unbiased it, pronouncements it gets better gets better he says to stacy abrams uh the election is coming up so he's already remember mm -hmm. he doesn't tell us tell anybody <laughs> that she's already a an election fraud conspiracy theorist who has been claiming moon landing uh 9 11 inside job mm -hmm. her election was stolen She's already been an arsonist, a renowned arsonist. Now, he actually asked her this question about the election coming up, which mm -hmm. is unfreaking believable. Um, if you come up short, what would be your explanation? You've had plenty of money. You've had plenty of resources. You've had, you know, in this, is it, is it what? Is it the access to the polls? Is it racism? Is it um, <laughs> Dominion voting machines? Is it? Incredible. He's offering her, he's leading the witness and asking her, soliciting <laughs> yeah. from her a conspiracy, consp a conspiracy theory in advance right. of the election. Right. What happened to you in the dark shadows if you do happen to lose, is what he's saying. Mm -hmm. It's freaking unbelievable. Yeah. Um, if you come up short, what would be your explanation? You've had plenty of money. You've had plenty of resources. You've had, you know, in this, is it... Is it what? Is it the access to the polls? If you come up short on Tuesday, what's your explanation? Now, unbelievably here, showing that the massive media in this country is the most whacked out, incompetent, <laughs> crazy morons, Stacey Abrams, Governor Stacey Abrams, <laughs> actually sets Chuck Todd straight. 
that this was a competitive election and we didn't get the votes we needed. No, 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 Stacey. No, no. Are you sure? Are you sure it won't be access or something? How about the Dominion machines? How about was it maybe intimidation? Was it um, uh, police uh, brutality? Was it? It's got to be something. Right. He's uh, as crazy as Trump is on the phone call with Raffensperger. Yes, he's. They're at the same level of fever dream about what happens in elections. They're all the same person. <laughs> Everybody there is the same person. You're the arsonist here. You're all arsonists. <laughs> Jesus. So he also had, Chuck Todd also had uh, Fauci on today, Anthony Fauci. Um, and he asked him at one point, first, the whole thing, of course, is to just slam Trump. So Trump has been saying the death tolls might be whatever. Is that true? No, I, I invite anybody who's, who has doubts, Fauci says, to come to the ICU and see the people hurting. I get it. At some point, you know, there's been problems with dis- distributing the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's being pointed right at President Trump. The, the Fed, uh-huh. the, Trump is dropping the ball again because he's complaining about his conspiracy theories mm-hmm. about the election um, because he's an arsonist. So now, Chuck, Chuck Todd said, what's going on? Why are you, are you dropping the balls in the vaccines? Well, Chuck, you know, you have to look at it. There are multiple stages of this. There's the allocation. There's the shipping. There's the distribution. And there's finally getting in people's arms. I had a conversation a couple of... Can you just help us with the last one, Dr. Fauci? <laughs> the getting in people's arms part. Days ago with General Perna, who was explaining that they had allocated $20 million. That's good. They've shipped about $14 million okay. and they've distributed, namely, to the individual clinics and hospitals and places who are, going to be, who are going to be putting it in people's arms to about $13 million. They had promised it was going to be twenty. I asked why we're not at 20, and there was certainly a bit of a glitch, which he explained, but as we get into the first couple of days and first... Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we moving on from, he said there was a bit of a glitch, which he explained, yeah. moving right along as we get into... No, 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 no. You, mm-hmm. hero, St. Dr. Fauci, tell us about this glitch we'd all like to know about this glitch because there's arsonists running all over the uh uh-huh. the, the country lighting fires about the, the fact that the federal government has dropped the ball on this mm-hmm. what's the freaking glitch chuck todd reporter <laughs> are you gonna ask him about the glitch or let him keep talking week of january very likely we're gonna hit that 20 so we're gonna be somewhere there's supposed to be 20 there's mil- hun- Millions, millions less because mm-hmm. of a glitch. I'm going to move right on to the next one. Glitch? That's not a glitch. Yeah. But, I mean, fundamentally, so um, they were supposed to have 20 done by the end mm-hmm. of the year. They, The states got 13 instead of 20, mm-hmm. but there's also only been, like, three put in people's arms. Yeah. I well, think, the, the, I think they, we're up to they, 4 they, million now. Don't, don't worry about but, that. It was a glitch. It's but, fine. It's not, but, it's, so, but the glitch, I think, from my impression of what he's talking about is he's talking about a glitch at, a, at the federal government level where they're not getting as many to the states as were promised, which is true. They've gotten 13 to the states instead of 20, but the states haven't gotten those 13 into people yet. So that's that's a separate thing, which is also a problem. And if you look, like some states are doing better than others. So like Florida um, has been doing pretty well, but uh, St. Cuomo, Emmy Award winning governor of New York State, uh, has been having some problems, and the 
the cities and the hospitals have been complaining that he's micromanaging the process and screwing it up. One of the things that people have been complaining about is that he's actually uh, he's worried about line jumpers, people uh, trying to get the vaccine who don't qualify. So he's put up some of the most strict rules in the country about who can get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And um, he's put in place he wants a million dollar fine for anybody who knowingly injects somebody who's not the right priority. But the problem with that is you have these vaccines and they're like in batches together and they're only good for so long after you take them out of the super special freezer where they are. So if you have like 10 doses and you take that out and you put seven into people who are priority and you have someone in front of you and you can't verify like what priority level they are, like you're going to throw the vaccine in the trash instead of putting it instead of vaccinating that person because you don't want a million dollar fine on you. When the truth is that we'd be better off just vaccinating people, even if we're not totally sure what mm-hmm. priority level they are. You know, I, it would be nice if Dr. Fauci could answer like you're answering right now <laughs> and rather than just pawning off on some glitch that he glosses over and well, behind by yeah. a few days. The real issue is getting it into people's arms. So we now have about 4 million, which is obviously below where we want to be. But if you look at the last 72 hours, there's been about 1.5 million administered into people's arms, which is an average of about 500,000 a day, which is better than with that 4 million over 20 million uh, proportion. Yeah. He can put a shine on anything, this guy. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. So he did a good job. Okay. Well, and Does truth it- be told, we are behind where the government said we would be. Okay, that's fine. And we're fine. behind, the- like, Israel, mm-hmm. but we are, you know, maybe the fourth country or something total in terms of the percent of the population that's vaccinated. We're not, like, doing some terrible, embarrassingly bad job. Israel we're- got a jump on everybody. They were oh, very yeah, smart. Israel is on it, but they're, you know, they're Tells Israel. you. So what I'm saying right now is that, A, we're... Not where we want to be. We've got to do much better. But B, let's give it about a week or two into January to see if we can Mm -hmm. pick up momentum that was slowed down by the holiday season. So, again, no excuses. No excuses? Mm -hmm. Are you sure? No excuses? I seem to have heard a long, minute and a half, uh, drawn-out, bureaucratic, wordy excuse, including an embedded glitch into the answers that, that contains information that we're not allowed to know apparently we're not where we want to be but hopefully we'll pick up some momentum and get back to where we want to be with regard to getting it into people's arms a handful of other countries dr fauci yeah okay no excuses yeah no excuses it was a glitch so that's not an excuse it was just a glitch yeah any can we know what the glitch was who's responsible for the glitch glitch what are the action items we're going to take to make sure more glitches (laughs) don't happen it doesn't matter fauci is only this guy is not great, and he's only good as to use as a a, a a display against Donald Trump. And listen how Chuck Todd says goodbye to him. That's where we're going to begin, because joining me now is the single most respected voice in the oh, pandemic. He says hello and goodbye to him. Single most respected voice. That's where we're going to begin, because joining me now is the single most respected voice in the pandemic. It's Dr. Anthony Fauci. It's oh, good Cuomo, enough for you, sir. Like it's good enough for me and my family. So thank you, Dr. Fauci. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous, Alice. Okay, were there some other things on Twitter there that we needed to... um Oh, yeah, there are. Oh, yeah, there are. Okay, so this was the biggest story on Twitter today uh, before the Trump-Raffensperger phone call hit. Uh, and um, 
I don't know. I think I'll just read you this thread. I don't really know who this guy is, John Roderick, except that he's on a podcast with Ken Jennings, the Jeopardy guy. Okay. Which leads me to believe that this whole thing may just be a publicity stunt to keep Ken Jennings in everybody's mind because it seems like kind of a big coincidence. But okay, so this guy, John Roderick, writes on Twitter. So yesterday, my daughter, nine, was hungry and I was doing a jigsaw puzzle. So I said over my shoulder, make some baked beans. She said, how? Like all kids do when they want you to do it. So I said, open a can and put it in a pot. She brought me the can and said, open it how? With a can opener, I said, incredulous. She brought. Okay, first of all, uh, we can establish <laughs> the his a-hole bona fides by the fact that he was sitting doing a jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. Without his kid, or, right? Uh, like he's just by himself in jerk. the house. She's doing, doing the advanced stuff, puzzle. like opening cans. He's, <laughs> you know, mastering a jigsaw puzzle. My God, what a mind! <laughs> of course, none of this actually happened, so I think you can rest assured of that. But that's okay. Uh, with a can opener, I said, incredulous. She brought me the can opener, and we both stared at it. I realized I'd never taught her to use it. Most cans now have pull tops. I felt like a dope. What kind of apocalypse father doesn't teach his kid how to use a manual can opener? So I said, how do you think this works? She studied it and applied it to the top of the can sideways. She struggled for a while and with a big dramatic sigh said, will you please just open the can? Apocalypse dad was overjoyed. A teaching moment just dropped in my lap. What a jerk. <laughs> it's not since Ben Rhodes' daughter was reading... What was she reading? He was reading or something aloud in bed or something. No, she, no, she, oh, oh yeah, that's right. It was like East of Eden or something. <laughs> something was, crazy. Uh, Cannery yeah. Row or something. She's um, three. I said, this little device is designed to do one thing. Open cans. Study the parts. Study the can. Figure out what the can opener inventor was thinking when they tried to solve this problem. The can opener is also a bottle opener, but I explained that part wasn't relevant. I went back to my jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> Jesus. He went back to his jigsaw puzzle. I don't wish violence upon people. I don't I don't do it, Alice. And I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble uh, re repressing an emotion right now that I'm having. <laughs> I don't want a bear to maul anybody, generally. But if it was to maul somebody, the adult condescending jigsaw puzzle community would be one of the areas I would say we might start. Okay, so John goes back to his jigsaw puzzle. She was next to me, grunting and groaning, trying to get the thing. I should say that spatial orientation, process visualization, and order of operation are not things she intuits. I knew this would be a challenge, but it was a rainy weekend. Eventually, she collapsed in a frustrated heap. I said... <laughs> Poor kid just wants some beans, <laughs> you freak... Okay, it's fine. I said, explain the parts. She said... This little wheel is meant to cut. These gears turn the wheel when you spin the handle. This other wheel looks like a gear, but it isn't. She couldn't figure... She then beat him dead with it. <laughs> she couldn't figure out the clamping step, a key element. I said, the tool is made to be pleasing, but it doesn't have any superfluous qualities. Everything that moves... God himself then descended from the heavens and smote him with lightning bolts. Every and then open the beans for the young girl and apologize for ever creating her father. Everything that moves does so for a reason. She said, I hate you. I'm sure she believes that she does. She does. We all do. She's right. 
She's right. I'm sorry that your father sucks. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I said, you understand everything except how the tool addresses the can. <laughs> she sighed. I can't be. I can't be. No. No. I said. No. no. At no. this point. No. <laughs> no. 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 And the sunlight hurts my eyes. Bean Dad isn't done. There's, there's no way the tool addresses the can. Can't, can't do that. His daughter just doesn't see how the can't tool addresses the can, honey. Um, I'd like to address a uh, <laughs> shotgun to my head at the moment. Oh, okay. At this point, she said, I don't want baked beans. Alice, Alice, I need to say. Just one look at you. <laughs> and I know it's going to be. Our two-year-old was chasing us with a can of beans yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he really so, wanted a can of beans. I didn't like how he that uh, he addressed it. As a matter of fact, <laughs> he didn't address the can with the tool properly, no. so he's has, still hasn't had baked beans. Um, at this point, she said, "I don't want baked beans," and marched off. Good girl. Apocalypse Dad went into full the road mode. Sweetheart, neither of us. What's uh, the, road? the the Cormac McCarthy the road. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah. Books is dumb. Okay, sweetheart, neither of us will eat another bite today until we get into this can of beans. She screamed, ah, like Lucy Van Pelt. She read a book for a no, while. No, Lucy Van Pelt is an animated person from 1959. Yeah, that's a separate thing. Yes. Th- this is a... He's mixing his metaphors. This yeah. guy, this is a girl who's hungry and wants lunch and sustenance with the help of her father. <laughs> who's, who's too busy doing a jigsaw puzzle yes. to show her how to use a can opener. Oh, what a condescending <laughs> jerk. Soon, she was back at the can. The top was all dented now, the lip of the can practically serrated from failed attempts. We studied the tool some more. She really wanted it to be oriented up and down or across the top of the can. The sideways orientation is very counterintuitive. This man, I don't, I am not for fascism whatsoever, but this man needs to be arrested and incarcerated. <laughs> she was fixated. Okay, I read that already. Trump, I told- since you're, uh, you know, going rogue here, send the Secret Service over to the guy. This guy, throw him into one of your Dodge caravans. She from was Portland. fixated on orienting the tool in a few configurations and couldn't imagine other possibilities. If this. Calls it a tool one more time, Alice. <laughs> Something Jeez. is a tool here. Yes. I compared the can opener to other tools. By now, we were working on anger management and perseverance, too. I'm sure we were. <laughs> yes. Yes. In a couple of years, we're going to be working on running away as well. And youth services. <laughs> she suggested she open the can with and a hammer. And little Jenny gets married at 15 to a guy in his mid-30s. <laughs> she suggested opening the can with a hammer. There were tears. I told her stories. I've done that. We've all done that. <laughs> I told her stories of some of the great cans I'd opened over the years. She... That can, you gotta stop this. You gotta stop this. We can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> He's not done. You need to hear the story of Bean Dad. He's gonna be kidding me. reassure yourself with the knowledge that this story is completely invented. It didn't happen at all. So I. I fully believe that yeah, this but did I can't, not happen. It can't have happened. It can't have happened. I, I don't think else, it did happen. Let me tell you something. I know that you're an Orthodox Christian. Are you not? Yes. Well, I I, I like you. Mm-hmm. I consider you almost a spouse. If this story happens, there is no God. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no way you can have a God in this happening. No. Uh, but even the fact that he would make this up is 
whatever. Uh, she rolled her eyes. We talked about industrial design and what a funny little device Can't the opener be. is. Can't I be. showed how I open cans with a buck knife. I rhapsodied about cold spaghettios straight from the can. Eventually, she had it all figured out. She had the placement of the tool. She could turn the handle and the can would spin. We were down on the floor by this point, but the chunk of puncturing the lid still eluded us. We'd been at it for six hours on and off. We were hungry. I'd been tempted many times along the way to guide her by hand. I wanted her to experience the magnificence of the can opener so much I couldn't stand the suspense. Neither of us likes baked beans that much. The cupboards are bare, so it seemed like a paltry reward for this work. Finally, she squeezed down on it, and although it was a misfire, a light went off in her head. Many times throughout the day, she'd yelled at me, My brain is fuzzy. I can't think of anything else to try. And I'd say, When your brain doesn't work, trust your hands. She felt the tool click over the lip of the can. I saw it in her hands. By this point, she'd developed a little ritual of addressing the tool to the can, starting with it on a vertical axis and rotating it to the horizontal while clamping down in a single motion. A choreography. She looked at me expectantly, excitedly. After six hours of trying, you don't want to express too much hope. Was this another blind alley? The can had been through hell, label ripped off, dented, sharpened and burred, a veteran of a thousand psychic wars. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it. They can't, they can't. This guy is on it's Twitter. This guy is on Twitter, by the way, and he's yell. He's he's angry. mad that people are questioning yes. his parenting. Alice, he needs. I can't. I can't take any more of this. You have to hear the I end of the take... story. You have to hear the end of the story. Uh, why do I have to hear the end of the story? I hate this man. <laughs> she knew, though. She set up again carefully and brought the swing away to bear on the can of S and W paint. <laughs> Baked beans no. with no. the kind of no. meticulous Roger Moore extracting a detonator I'm, I'm from out. an ICB. Thank well, you, everybody. you can find the rest of the thread on Twitter. <laughs> this has been the Burn Barrel Podcast. We're not allowed to hear about Bean Dad, but you can find it on Twitter. You can also find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Parlor uh, at Burn Barrel Podcast. You can send us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com, and our YouTube channel, Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.